Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of All Queued Up, the review podcast tied to streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO Max, Disney Plus, etc., etc. I'm your host, Greg Dietz. With me always is Maya Dunfisher. How's your week been? Uh, pretty good. Uh, can't complain. I don't think. Uh, just been playing a lot of video games as usual. I got the uh, Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster on Steam, and there's a way you can broadcast your Steam account to your television. And where I have a Samsung t- Smart TV, uh, it's got a built-in app called Steam Link. Yeah. So I can play PC games through Steam on my TV without having to come in here and sit at the desk. So, yeah, it's pretty fantastic so i've been playing through final fantasy 6 for the first time in over 20 years jesus yeah yeah love that game uh got a cool few cool things in some collectibles but got this awesome shirt uh from our teespring store it exists go order some stuff people uh got this awesome mug you see greg there our logo me Nice and if quality, I'm not mistaken, nice if I'm not mistaken, uh, if you uh, when you pour hot water into it, like our clothes come off, right? Or no, no, no. Okay. no. Thank goodness for that. No. <laughs> solid joke, solid joke. Um, Other than that, you know, it's just it's hotter than hell here in Tatooine, as you can see. <laughs> Those two goddamn twin sons. They're just beaten down. But no, no. Week's been... Week's been all right. Uh, Had a conversation with a friend in Maryland, and I'll be going to uh, a gathering in Maryland in a little over a month, and I'm excited about that. Uh, Not going to mention the name of it or, you know what's happening or anything because i don't want people who aren't going to feel bad but yeah i'm really excited about that and i'll be able to talk about it more once the event comes but yeah that's things are good here family life is wonderful happy uh what about you how have how's your week been uh not the best i'm not gonna lie like it's been it's been tough um had a lot of uh financial issues recently and uh it got got this close to losing the power to the house so um but i was able to kind of make that work and we didn't lose power but it's been extremely stressful and i think that the stress caught up with me last night because uh most of you don't know but we have a we have like a little game night wednesdays um between uh me maya and our and two of our friends and about like halfway through game night, my brain, my mind, or my my head was just it started throbbing with pain. And uh, um, I was struggling a bit. I really was. I was. I was in. I was in a lot of fucking pain. It didn't help the fact that we were laughing our asses off either. Oh, it's always funny. It's always a good time for sure. Um, and I think that was one hundred percent what caused a lot of my pain is that like because laughing when you have a headache makes it worse. It just does. But I was I I was up multiple times last night in pain, uh, trying to get my head to kind of just calm down, and it just sucked. So I was like, I think I had 
think I had one good day, and that was Tuesday. <laughs> that was it. Uh, and uh, ended up watching, um, uh, what do you call it? No Way Home with my folks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it came out on, uh, came out to be rentable on uh, Tuesday. See, I bought it the day one digital a couple weeks prior. I, w- I would buy it, but like, <sighs> there's two things about that. I don't like buying movies digitally uh, because I, to me, it's definitely in that ballpark of like, I need to have it physical sort of thing. Um, no, I, like I agree. Um, uh, I'm I'm conflicted on whether I buy it digital or physical, but I've not bought a physical DVD or Blu-ray in several years now, probably at least two years. Yeah, I haven't bought digital. Yeah. I haven't bought anything like that's that's why it's weird for me to say that because uh, after I had to sell all my DVDs years ago because I just didn't have a job and I needed the money. Um, I haven't bought anything new and, uh, um, to sit there and say like, I won't buy a movie digital is weird. Just, it just doesn't make sense to my track record. So for those of you that are tuning in, I mean, it looks like I'm looking down. Like, what am I looking at? I'm looking at the screen so I can see Greg. And then my other monitor is over here. So at times I'll be looking at it. But my camera is mounted above. So to actually look up and look directly at the camera like Greg does, I, I, I don't do that like when I'm talking very much. And I should. It's just a hard habit to get into. I'm looking at my TV screen right here with uh, something on Twitch that's just, you know, my brain goes, Hey, you need to have your eyes and mind preoccupied while you're talking about something, and that's just what's happening. Like, it's weird. Welcome to ADHD. <laughs> like, I cannot concentrate on what Maya's saying if I'm looking at Maya. <laughs> if that doesn't make any fucking sense. It's because I'm pretty. <laughs> I'm real shy. <laughs> uh, there was a situation on uh, uh, Fall Guys. One of the girls that we play with... Um, not harassed per se, but definitely harassed. Um, but this, like, she had to stop being friends with this guy because he was just being a creep. And, uh, um, I love you, Luna. What's that? <laughs> Jumping in? Let me know. Oh, no, no, not, not, no, I know, I know not, it's not yeah. that one. Uh, no, her, her name is Rachel. That's all <clears throat> I'll say. Uh, but that's your username on fucking the PlayStation. So, you know, whatever. But she um, she was playing with a guy for a long time, and he started being a creep, so she stopped playing with him. Then he just went off the fucking deep end. And he started sending her messages that were just like calling her a cunt a thousand times, saying that she was having an affair, because she's married, so she married. She's common law, like you and Misty. And um, uh, that she was having an affair with one of the people that she plays with named Rack. And it was, it was like, Rack didn't even live in the same country as Rachel. So it was just, it was really, really weird. And uh, uh, in the process of all of that, um, she, uh, like we were talking about it the other day, and I, and I was like, 
I started making jokes about it and I was just like, uh, cause we started doing that thing of like how some guys hear a girl's voice online and they freak out for like a second. Uh huh. They're just like, it's a girl. Yeah. And, uh, uh, then they have to go clean their shorts out. Well, that's the joke. Expecting it. That's the joke I made out loud. I was just like, I was like, I was like, I can't come unless I'm playing with Rachel. And they all started <laughs> laughing. And Rachel was like, Jesus, Greg. <laughs> uh, um, and it just like we were trying to. I was trying to escalate it from there, but nobody was down for that. And I'm like, got it. Some people have limits online. Got it. It's like I can make this worse. I really can. <laughs> um. But, uh, yeah, I've had, conver- like, we've had conversations in that big group about, like, why some of them don't play Call of Duty anymore or anything like that, because it's just a lot less mature people on those games. But, um, anyway, Jesus Christ, we're, we're like, we, I ADD the fuck out of that conversation. Where was I? Where were we talking about at the beginning? No, I was just asking about your week. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> Oh, we were talking about yeah, we were talking about seeing No Way Home. Good lord, everyone will have to forgive me. I'm still recovering from that headache I was talking about earlier, so my my mind is just not 100. percent So if you're listening to this, going where the fuck did Greg go? <laughs> You'll know why. Um, uh, No Way Home. I I want to point out that that movie is fucking amazing. So I am I'm all about multiversal stuff. If you show me something that has to do with the multiverse. Like, I got to see um, everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. You have the opportunity to go see that movie, go fucking see that movie. That movie has has made it into my top ten of all time. Top five of all time. It's that You good. need to record your review for it when you get a chance. I will. I'm going to. I'm going to. I planned on doing that these last two days, but it's just been fucking chaos. Um, I also need that for, for uh, human resources. Um, but... Uh, one of my favorite things about Spider-Man is that there's a lot of multiversal content that can be used for Spider-Man. And uh, I guess I spoiler alert for fucking No Way Home, but you kind of already know that if you watch the trailer. Um, I had my parents watch Into the Spider-Verse, right? Yeah. And they, they were like, it's good. It's okay. Which to me, it's like a perfect fucking movie. And... um. Uh, having them watch No Way Home, I was really worried that they weren't going to be as receptive to it as the rest of us were. Nah, they cried. Well, my dad cried at one scene. My da- my mom cried at multiple. Um, and so, does your mom have multiples often? What? Who? What? <laughs> uh, you should ask her. No, no, nope. uh, <laughs> not even, not even at all. A little bit. Nope. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Oh God, that's the title of the episode. So does your mom have multiples often? I hate it. I hate it so much. Uh... <laughs> No, I just I genuinely pointing out that that movie that movie is so fucking fantastic because um it does a couple things that I don't think anybody really thinks about. So, there's this massive generational gap when it comes to Spider-Man. 
for you and I, a lot of Spider-Man uh, nostalgia comes from the comic books or the old animated series in the 90s. Um, but for a lot of people that were born in the late 90s, and, and Toby McGuire's their Spider-Man. Yeah, and and you know, for me personally, I think that Toby was the worst live-action Spider-Man. I really do. I think Andrew Garfield's the best. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with Toby being the worst of the three, but I like Tom better than Andrew. That's fine. I I think that. But Tom Andrew is an am- did an amazing job. He just had a really bad movie, right? And uh, and an okay movie. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I I completely agree with you. I think that the reason I say that Andrews was the most comic book accurate Spider Man is in the comics and in the '90s show, Peter was a nerd, but he wasn't uncool. He was still a cool guy that people wanted to be around or that people wanted to know. Um, mm-hmm. and he was super kind hearted. He was, he did exactly what was, what, what he felt was right in the moment. And I think that's another thing that makes this movie so fucking good. But, um, uh, one of my biggest things, one of the things that I love about Spider-Man is his quips. He's not, yes. super, he's not super quippy when he has the mask off, but when he is Spider-Man, he is quippy as hell. And exactly. that was one of, I fucking loved that. And they didn't do that with Toby. No. At all. Like and... two times maybe. Uh, and it was just felt forced. And that's the one thing that stood out to me immediately when I watched the first Andrew Garfield Amazing Spider-Man movie. I was like, he's nailed it. He is Spider-Man. He is talking shit. The best scene I can think of out of the two Amazing Spider-Man movies that really nailed down Spider-Man to a core when it comes to him fighting villains or fighting bad guys is the opening scene in times square where he takes the hat from the firefighters for like a minute. Oh, that, yeah. in, that entire scene, he's being quippy as hell. He's he, it's like, he's having a good time, but he's still doing what needs to be done. Like that to me was peak fucking live action Spider-Man at the time. Uh, and I didn't hate amazing Spider-Man too. Tons of people did around me, but I was just like, that was like the most, comic book accurate spider-man yet um but that being said i think that that's why it was also it was also patterned more after the ultimates comics too than his his outfit definitely 100 percent his outfit and electro and uh because i would say that tom holland is more ultimate spider-man when it comes to his character um being a little bit more reserved and younger that was a big aspect for me. Um, but that's, that's whatever the point that I, that I really want to drive across. And I thought that no, that, that into the spider verse was going to do this, but I guess no way home is doing it better is that just because I'm not the world's biggest fan of Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man doesn't mean he's not Spider-Man. There oh, exactly. are an infinite and number of spiders. I don't dislike him as Spider-Man. I just think he is the least. He's the. He's the lesser of the three, in my opinion. My neighbor back here, he was born in 96. So talking to him about Spider-Man, he was like, there's only one true Spider-Man. That's Tobey Maguire. And it would drive me fucking nuts. And I think that was half the reason he'd say it because he knew it would bother me. And um, 
after No Way Home, I, I looked at him. I was like, do you see why now I said that that's not an accurate statement? And he goes, yeah, because I guess, you know, like with the multiverse, you can have a ton of different Spider-Man. I was like, that, yes. <laughs> like, they all exist in their own universe, and they're all validly Spider-Man. That being said, now we can have a talk conversation about which is the better Spider-Man, and that's a different conversation. Yeah. And uh, um, I think No Way Home really nails down that concept for people and i haven't seen people argue about you know that their favorite spider-man is the true spider-man or whatever like that's not a thing the true spider-man is the 616 spider-man if we're really breaking it fucking down but so that's like i still would rather watch into the spider-verse versus no way home a tight fucking margin but uh good lord of those fucking like there are officially three multiverse movies in my top five movies of all time. <laughs> hmm. you can guess which ones they are because i've already told you well i'm just gonna assume that you mentioned all three of them in the past five minutes i yup it's funny too because before um, everything, everywhere, all at once came had come out. Um, I, was, I was online talking to it was a different night you weren't on, but I had said that I was really excited for that movie because multiverse stuff is excites me. And I was like, "There's a movie that no one ever fucking talks about that I enjoyed hell as like a lot when I was a kid, and that was Jet Li's The One." You never did see that. The multiverse movie. It's one version of Jet Li that's going to different multiverses or different universes and killing. A version of himself because he gets stronger as there are less in the multiverse Ew. it's awesome but the problem is is that that means every other Jet Li gets stronger too so there was one that was good that fought him it's dope like you gotta check it out it's I don't know hmm. how, how well it's aged <laughs> probably not <laughs> probably not well at all yeah I'm trying to figure out when that movie came out but 98 I think Maybe 99? The one. Uh, 2001. Oh, was it that late? <clears throat> That's a, it's a lot. I thought it was 90s. I sure thought it was 90s. I thought it was 98 or 99. So, hey, we were wrong. But that's wow. okay. The cast in this, I forgot who was in it. Uh, Carly Gugano. Carly Gugano. Gugano, thank you. Yeah, she's in it. Um, fucking Jason Statham. Wow, Dean Norris is in it. I need to rewatch oh, this movie. Speaking of speaking of rewatching things that Dean Norris is in, um, last weekend they put up season five of Better Call Saul on Netflix, <clears throat> and season six comes out this coming Monday, the last season. Yeah, so I rewatched season five over the past week, and I'm excited for Monday so I can watch season six. The first two episodes are dropping. And they're going to do like five episodes, then take a month off, and then do the last five episodes. So, yeah, I read love that uh, that show. I read that um, uh, why am I drawing a blank on everybody's name right now? Heisenberg and Jesse is all that's coming to mind are going to be in. Oh, Brian Cranston and and 
Aaron, Aaron Paul. Uh, Aaron Paul. I was like, Jesus Christ. Um, I know it's not a common, like an uncommon thing for me to forget names, but right now it is. Yeah, they're apparently going to be in the last season. I don't know to what extent because I haven't watched past season one of Better Call Saul. Oh man, it's I know, so good. dude. I got like I, I enjoy got... it more than Breaking Bad. God damn! All right. Um, yeah, Better Call Saul, Succession, and now there's another show on on Apple TV that I want to watch. That's an hour long drama. <sighs> I don't have enough time in the world, Maya. Also, I've been playing fucking Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga, which I got to admit, not that great. Not that great. Did you see the tweet where somebody was tweeting, like, remember what they took from us? And they're bitching because the original Lego Star Wars uh, Jabba's Palace version of Leia has airbrushed cleavage on her Lego block body, and the new one doesn't. So... What somebody else pointed out in that exact same tweet that I saw, that you saw, that um, all Tell, uh, not Telltale, but um, Traveler Tales Games is doing is utilizing the recent uh, Legos. And yeah. recently, Lego took the cleavage off of their toy. You cannot find a cleavaged uh, Slave Leia new. <laughs> you can't. It doesn't exist. So uh, they can get mad at the game developer all they want. <laughs> it's a Lego thing. Also, it's weird. It's just weird to get mad about that. <laughs> Extremely weird. But, yeah, uh, people are fucking bizarre. All right, well, why don't we go ahead and talk about uh, Halo Episode 3, and then we'll move on to Moon Knight ep- Episode 3, and then uh, get the fuck out of here. What do you say? Sounds good to me. I'm- Somebody's cooking something and it smells fantastic and it's making me hungry and I know your head's not the best. Oh no, my dad's sautéing onions right now, so it just smells like sautéed onions in my house. Oh, that's great. Throw some yes. garlic in there. Mm. I wish we could throw garlic in our fucking food. My mom <clears throat> complains about it because she hates garlic because she's weird and anyway, um, <laughs> losing. Track. She has no, she has no soul when it comes to food, huh? It it drives me nuts, like. She can't stand the smell or taste of garlic, yet there have been times where there's garlic and it's something that has been cooked for her or something, and she doesn't even notice. Yeah, yeah. My so mom I, is the exact same way. She's like, I can taste the garlic in that, and it'll have no garlic whatsoever in it. And she's then you done that too. That's loaded down with garlic, and she won't even know. Yeah, like, oh my god. Anyway, um. So yeah, let's uh, let's get let's get to it. Uh, yeah, episode... she'll eat garlic bread made with garlic salt when she makes you know, spaghetti. So crazy bread from uh, Little Caesars has garlic in it, mm-hmm. and and she'll she'll eat that until the fucking cows come home. But I've never told her it has garlic in it because I know that she'll stop. I'm just like, oh, all right, <laughs> um, all right. So episode three of Halo, uh, you are going to have to. Run it down because I haven't watched it since a week ago, and my mind okay. Is like, well, it was titled Emergence, and in the opening scene, it's a flashback where we see a young McKee, and that's how they pronounce her name. The little boy pronounces her name. Uh, she is uh, living as a child slave on this junk planet, 
and some Covenant elites are there to find a device, and it turns out she's the device they're looking for, so they take her, and that's how we see McKee in the present day uh, as... At, well, with the covenant as what the blessed is that what they call her? Uh, yeah, because again, she's not in the game, so her oh, okay. entire her entire like character and and whatnot is is a little weird to me. Um, but well, what's, I think. But what what's cool is you know when it goes to present day, it shows um, a USNC ship. Uh, it, it's out, you know, searching for the artifact, and so is she. And she is on a an empty, presumably empty, sh- a covenant ship, saying that all the all the aliens ejected in escape pods. I'm the only one here. I need help. They send a pod over, and they bring her over, and then she just kind of breaks bad and controls these worm things and kills everybody. So I'm going to let you on a little thing here. So those worm things uh, for Halo lore are called the hunters. Um, they are comprised of worms, but they're usually big. Let me show you a picture of the hunter. Cause in the one shot, you can kind of see its foot. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's see, Halo Hunters. But they always come in pairs. Um, and if one is killed before the other, like the other one that's still alive will go fucking rage mode. Um, they are about 10 feet tall. Okay, okay, but, yeah. But it's just, it's just you saw the lower, collection of worms. You, you saw the lower armor and worms and moving in between the joints and that thing, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And um, when I saw the foot, I went, oh, no. Uh-oh. My dad goes, what? And I was like, that's a hunter. And when they came out of the, like, when they were just worms fucking everybody up, I was like, that's a new way to use those. <laughs> I've never seen uh-huh. that. <laughs> yeah, they don't they do not do that in the games or any other content that I've ever seen hunters be used in. There's a live action show that exists only through what's called Halo Waypoint, which was mm-hmm. like exclusively on the Xbox. I think you can watch it now outside of that, but it's called uh, Nightfall. And in the second to last episode, or earlier than that, you see Master Chief fighting two of the hunters. And they just look like that. that that's it. They look like they're in their mm-hmm. armor and they're just a collection of worms. But to see them outside of the armor doing that, I was like... Okay, that's cool. That's a that's a neat new way to fucking Uh-oh. do that. Are you there? Yeah, should be. Okay. That was weird. It froze up for a second. So to see them outside of their armor doing what? Uh like doing what they did where they were going through the ship and like being all over the the, the ceiling and whatnot and strangling people as worms was just that was a new fucking experience. I I I've never seen that. So that was it was cool. This is definitely not a complaint. This is like, okay, I've I've seen the hunters do tons of stuff over the years. I've been playing this game since two thousand two uh, for twenty years. I don't need to, I don't necessarily need to see the hunters do the same thing again. So, um, I was all about it. I was like, I was like, oh shit, this is this is this is new. This is different. So it was cool. That's awesome. awesome. Um. Well, afterwards she 
you know, is basically trying to break into that ship's database to try to find the location of the USNC headquarters. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much her story arc for the episode. Yeah, because I remember uh, her being pissed off she couldn't. We see Quan uh, back on the rubble, and she's convinced Soren to take her back to Madrigal so she can reunite with the insurrectionists that are loyal to her deceased father, who was the general of Madrigal. Uh, she told him she'd pay him in, was it Duridium, Deuterium, however you say that? I don't remember. It's Deuterium. I'm going to have to go. Yeah, sure, because I... Yeah, there's I have I, I, I one of the things about this show that I can tell you right now, right off the fucking right out of the gate, it's it's pretty different than the game's uh, plot. Okay, uh, like I think we we kind of talked about and established this early on, but it's it's definitely not going to be like the games because of the um, honestly, I'm glad it's not like the games, you know. Give people an alternative. Give them a fresh take. Give them something different. Give them something new. Don't complain yeah. about it because it's not exactly like you know. Give it a chance. God, that drives me nuts. It's like Andy said. Judge like it all on its own merit. We've been playing the same continuity in games and uh, other forms of media for 20 years. Why can't somebody do something new or different with it? This is the problem with fucking uh, copyright law. Is You have people listening to basically what disney was saying and going oh this belongs in this specific way but if that was the case we wouldn't have the cool fucking stories we do have about sherlock holmes or frankenstein or dracula like there's so many new and different ways to tell a story and it doesn't have to be the fucking same every single time like exactly the idea behind what halo is is fucking cool let's play with that anyway i'm getting off track uh, well, basically, you know, Soren agrees, and you see them basically leave the rubble. Uh, back on Reach, you see Admiral Perengoski uh, ordering Miranda Keys to study the artifact behind Halsey's back. And Halsey, uh, speaking of doing things, uh, she activates her clone. And then harvest the uh, clone's mind, the brain, so to speak, as you know, wave wave patterns and what have you, to upload it into the Cortana system, and then implanted the AI into Master Chief's brain via neural implant. So now Cortana is active on online, and can interface with Master Chief anytime uh, she wants, and he hates it uh so i think you and i talked about this a little bit uh one of the big things about cortana and chief's relationship in the games has a lot to do with her being very similar but much more positive than um uh halsey okay. but, she's, but she's supposed to look very similar to halsey but she kind of does in this um the helmet in which Master Chief has on 
is what allows him to have a connection directly to Cortana. That neural link is something that his helmet connects to. And then he puts like a chip with her in it and it puts it in the back of the helmet. Having her be implement, implanted completely to that extent is new and fucking wild. Um, and I'm, I'm fucking hundred percent here for it. Like it was like, I was like, I was like, Oh, that's going to be interesting because one of the core like moments and in, in, at the end of, of Halo two was he has to leave her behind so she can fuck up the covenant from the inside. So but you can't do that. You can't, you can't do that in the show with what they've done. You can't do that. But again, the show's already going a different direction. So, uh, I thought it was a cool tidbit. <laughs> well, one of the things that he does after she is active, he decides that he wants to remove his uh, hormonal pellet that inhibits his emotions. And she guides him on how to do so. And he's walking around just experiencing things. And it's like he's seeing and hearing and smelling and tasting things for the first time. Um and it's interesting and then he realizes he's like wait a minute the artifact gives me visions now that i'm not suppressed let's experience these visions full on so he goes and tries to activate the artifact and he sees visions again and he deduces that they're memories of his as a child and based on the uh area that he describes to cortana She's able to narrow it down to three planets in the whole UNSC system that they could possibly be. And they decide what planet it, they, they conclude that it's uh, Eridanus 2, Eridanus, Eridanus 2. And Halsey's like, all right, you can go, but I'm going with you. And that's basically where this episode leaves off. Yeah. Uh, th there was, um, yeah, for, for, for the context of what's happening in this show. Oh, he also remembers that there was a second artifact that he drew and he remembers his, he thinks his dad buried it on a redness too. And that's why they're going because he's convinced there's a second artifact that works with the other keystone. Gotcha. Uh, so there's, there's a thing happening in this show. There's a few things that are happening. So I had a theory about um, the girl that's with the Covenant. What the fuck was her name again? McKee. McKee. That uh, her last name is Key. Anyway, um, it just dawned on me because um, she's a Key. <laughs> uh, I had a theory about where, like her her background, her being on that one that that trash planet. It wasn't a trash planet. It was just that one location was trash, but. Um, that planet is actually in Halo Reach, or at least it's referenced in Halo Reach, one of the two. Um, as I had to look it up because I was like, I don't remember hearing this name of this planet, and sure enough, it's in the lore. I just forgot it. Um, but I thought she was gonna be on the first planet that the Covenant had glassed in the in the in the the books, uh, called Harvest, which was uh basically utilized as a farm planet. Um kind of uh, it's a long story because that the thing about sci-fi that always cracks me up especially simple sci-fi is how there's just one planet has one geo, geo uh, uh, uh geographical feature mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
and um, but that's not how Halo runs. Like planets don't just have that. But Harvest was uh, primarily used as a farming planet. There were cities and stuff like that. But um, I'm sure there was a whole UNSC base on Harvest. Uh, but the Covenant had learned that basically Harvest was where we got our food, so they blasted it. They fucking destroyed it. And um, I thought what they were going to do was that McKee was on Planet Harvest when they were destroying it. Because from my knowledge, this show should take place after the glassing of Harvest. Okay. Yeah, so. But uh, they didn't do that at all. Like that first shot of this episode, I was like, oh, my theory was way the fuck off. Which I personally fucking love. I adore that I'm wrong. I love that the show is going, oh, we're going to subvert everything you thought you knew. And I'm like, yes, tell me a story that I don't know. So, yeah. But, but there's a whole other thing that I still can't mention because they haven't brought it up. That it's about the fucking Keystone. It's about uh, Master Chief and his ability to contact with it. Like, there's a whole thing there I can't tell you because I don't know what the show's going to do and I don't want to spoil any potential spoilers. Gotcha. So, like, Oh, but I will say this. The show's called Halo, and we have yet to see a Halo. <laughs> so that needs to change. I feel like relatively quickly, but maybe it'll be like the last episode of the season. And it's what, nine episodes? Ten. Mm. Oh, is it nine? Is it nine? I mean, it should be seven if we're really breaking it down, but that's an inside joke. The number seven is a reoccurring number in the Halo fr uh, franchise. It says here nine. I, I, if, I'm, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. That's no issues there, but it's already been renewed for a second season too. It's actually getting a lot of like, like it, a lot of people are watching it. So I'm, I'm happy to hear that regardless of reviews. I think, I think most people who don't know the games are loving this fucking show. And a that's lot of people... the comment. That's the consensus I'm hearing. People that have played the games don't like it. People that haven't played the games really enjoy it. I, uh, so I'm the outlier because I love the fucking franchise. I love the games. Um, like I told you what the, the collectibles that I have in my room and uh, he's got a dildo collection. Everybody give me two seconds. Oh no, he's getting one of them. Live. This is what happens when you record live, folks. He is getting his. It's dildos. a bit dusty. He's got a dusty dildo. I can't hear uh, you, but um, this is the Spartan Squad in Halo Reach. That is extremely dusty. It's dusty. Indeed. I need to clean this motherfucker. Yeah, that Ooh. should be your project for today. Wow. Greg's a slob, everyone, and he's got a dildo collection, but they're not dusty. They're in use. And this is why you don't leave me with a hot mic when you get up, because now the people are disappointed that you didn't show off your dildo collection. Ah, well. I assured them that it's not as dusty as your Halo diorama there. That thing needs to be cleaned off. You should take that to the car wash. <laughs> yeah, I need to, I need to actually do something about that. Uh, 
what I'd like to do in the future with all the like collectible stuff that I have that I love is is actually get glass cases. Um, Detoffs, IKEA. They're about sixty-five bucks for a Detoff, and they have four shelves in them, and they're very beautiful for certain types of displays. Um, that would be a good thing for a Detoff, but uh, how I clean my stuff because I don't have mine in cases; I just have shelves. Is periodically I'll I get like a cheap makeup brush, like those really uh, like one for applying blush or foundation, you know, really poofy, fluffy brush, and just use it. And because those things will get in the crevices of stuff and really get the dust out, and they only cost like two, three bucks. I'll have to I'll have to go look at that. Um, hold on, I want to show everyone one more thing. I'll be right back. Now he's getting his vibrators. Uh, Griggs, you know, he, he he likes that, and I'm not here to shame his kinks. I'm not here to shame anyone's kinks. If that's your thing, you, that's your thing, you know, more power to you. Oh. Can it's you just actually put it on? Oh, you can't if I took, put it on. If I took... Well, that's not good. Things, I'll clean that up things, later. things fell over. Yeah, but... Um, yeah, if I, if I took everything out of there and kind of put padding, maybe I could put it on, but... But you see this, like, spot back here on the helmet? Yeah. That's where the Is chip where for Cortana goes? goes. Yeah. Okay. Oh. But yeah, fucking big fan of Halo. And I love this show so far. So all the fans going, man, can shut the fuck up. Yeah, I'm seeing that a lot. And frankly, I'm just like, I don't get it because I'm enjoying it. And in fact, I'd give this episode, uh, this third episode, I'd give it an A. I thought it was enjoyable. It gave me a few answers to some things. It presented me with more questions to things, but it kept a good pace. Uh you know, the CG on the worms from the hunters was a little dodgy here and there. But considering, you know, it's a TV show and the production budget that it has, you know, I've seen worse CG on things with a better budget and vice versa. So, yeah. you know, it, I'm, I'm not going to knock it against it. It's, it's visually strikingly appealing. Uh, I'm enjoying it a lot. This episode totally gets an A for me. Uh, same here. I think, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not going to be movie quality CGI. It's, it's a TV show. It's a, it, like you said, it's got a smaller budget. So people need to give it a little bit more of a, a leeway in that regard. Uh, I, I am still, I'm still waiting on the grunts, still waiting on the jackals. Give us like, they mentioned the grunts in this episode one time. Miranda keys mentions to her father, like the grunts are a little mouthy, but, uh, you know, they're, they're a threat. I'm excited. I don't know if I told you this, but in the new Halo game, uh, there's a moment uh, with a grunt uh, that somebody filmed that was really fucking funny. Uh, so it's, it's it, it, I think they mentioned this episode, but the Covenant consider Master Chief to be a demon. Mm-hmm. So in this shot from, from Halo Infinite, uh, the guy playing as Master Chief is hitting up, hiding up in like some rafters where the the grunt can't see him, and you just hear, "Demon, are you there?" 
Are you still man? And then he drops down. The grunt just goes, ah, and tries to run away. Huh. Yeah, the grunts are fucking hilarious. Like, there was uh, in Halo 3 and in um, Halo Reach, you could actually activate a skull. Skulls had like extra abilities to them or whatever. Um, and the skull, the skull would, if you shot, it was the happy birthday grunt skull. And if you shot a grunt in the head, confetti would pop out and you'd hear ch- uh, children uh, cheering. Huh. So grunts are by far some of my favorite fucking bad guys in Halo. And I can't wait for them to be in the show. It's going to be fun. Anyway, let's talk about Moon Knight. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone wants to hear me gushing about fucking Halo for the next hour. Because I could. <laughs> if it wasn't evidently clear, it's one of my favorite fucking franchises. So. Um, Damn it. Everything all right? Yeah. Yeah. I just closed the wrong tab. So Moon Knight, episode three, the friendly top. Man, a lot happened in this. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, this opened up the door. Like, what I liked about this episode the most, and we'll get to it in a little bit, is that we're starting to see uh, Mark and Steven cooperate. Starting to. Not entirely, we're, we're, obviously. Yeah, we're seeing it a little bit. And it's a begrudging cooperation because Stephen just wants to go home and Mark, you know, just wants Stephen to fuck off and let him do his mission. And it, it pains them both that they're like, okay, he needs me and I need to help him and I need him. He needs to help me, etc. It's, it's a, a cool dichotomy there. But here's the thing. Did you notice they're having blackouts, both of them, and neither one of them have any recollections? Yeah, that's... um. So I've been following a lot of comic book people on uh, TikTok, and one of those guys is a huge Moon Knight fan. So I know exactly who that other personality is. Okay. If if they're going that direction, let me be clear. I don't know what direction the show is going to take the Moon Knight's character because one of the big things that he talked about in a TikTok for his review of the second episode, he was like, Mr. Knight is a completely different personality within Mark's head. Um, he is not attached to Steven. Okay. But, so having, but they're the attaching the show, him to Steven for the sake of the show. Which he, he loved. He was like, no, that's a really cool concept. Like, I never even thought that could be a thing, but they're doing it really well for the show, so... Um, I, I, I'm confident that the third personality that we got a glimpse of this time by, by glimpse, I mean, like same way that we got a glimpse of Mark in the first episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm confident that it is him. Can I just say his name? Yeah. Or just, okay. Jake Lockley. Okay. Now this episode ends, uh, with, with Mark and Steven unconscious and Layla is trying to get him to come too. And we'll get back onto why he's unconscious in a few minutes, but do you think Jake's going to be the one who emerges when he comes to consciousness? I hope so. I really hope so. Okay. 
Because the first, like, if you think about it, the first episode was mostly about Stephen, all about Stephen, technically, and the mm-hmm. second episode was a lot about Mark, and, and and this this last episode has been mostly Mark and Stephen here and there. Mm-hmm. So having an entire fourth episode with a brand new character would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this episode started out. You see uh, Arthur Harrow uh, played by Ethan Hawke, and I just love his portrayal of Arthur Harrow. Ethan Hawke's doing an amazing job in this role. You want to know? You want to know a fun fact? The What's Moon Knight, the Moon Knight fan that I follow on TikTok, he's like Arthur Harrow doesn't exist in the comics. Nice. So yeah, brand new fucking spanking character. He's like, he's like, I don't know who this guy is, but it's keeping me on my toes as a longtime Moon Knight fan. I'm like, that's that's the coolest thing. That's fucking awesome. Well, we we see that they discover the location in the desert where Amit's tomb is located, uh, with the scarab. It's floating around, acting, you know, just flying in the direction of where the tomb is supposed to be, and it finally gets to its point and it starts it instead of being level it starts pointing downward and saying oh this is where you need to go this is where you need to start digging so they found the site they're starting to excavate the tomb uh cairo mark and steven both experienced several blackouts while they're tracking down a lead to harrow's location uh they fail to obtain information from harrow's followers because somehow they're all dead, and Stephen's saying, I didn't do it, and Mark's saying, I didn't do it either. And this is where we think Jake will come into play. Yeah. Uh, Khonshu decide, decides, you know what? We need a council of the of the gods and their avatars. I'm going to summon them. And he causes a solar eclipse in the, in the shape of his symbol. Uh, and everybody's, like, looking up, saying, wow, you know, an eclipse, huh? You know, not really thinking too much of it, but boy, it angered the gods that were still there. Yeah. Uh, we see uh, they meet uh, inside the Great Pyramid of Giza. Uh, Khonshu and Mark uh, attempt to inform the gods of Harrow's plan to free Amit. Uh, I, they summon. I really... Laugh at that scene every time Gonchu uh, would talk through Mark. As if yeah, just screaming, <laughs> screaming. Yeah, uh, and of course they summon Harrow so he can defend himself. And he's like, "Well, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to find Amit." He's like, "Gonchu's unhinged. He's angry. He's violent. You know, he was banished for a reason." And the gods are like, "You know what?" Yeah, you're right, Harrow. And they let him go. To which Kanchu is very upset. Uh, after Afterwards, uh, the meeting, one of the avatars of the goddess Hathor uh, tells Mark to find the sarcophagus of... Uh, what was his name? Damn it. They had to find a sarcophagus of a midjay, uh, yeah. who basically knew the location of Amit's tomb. He runs into Layla. They set up a meeting with uh, this guy named Anton, Anton Mogart, 
who is a, a former acquaintance of Layla's who owns the sarcophagus. You know, he's like an eccentric billionaire, <laughs> eccentric billionaire, philanthropist, uh, preserving history by owning it. Um, is his whole thing. Yeah. Uh, meeting goes awry when Harrow shows up, destroys the sarcophagus, uh, forcing Spectre, oh, well, Mark and Stephen and Layla to fight off Mogart's men uh, and escape. Uh, as they escape, one of the things that uh, Stephen is trying to show to Mark, he's like, you see these scraps of cloth on this sarcophagus. You need to fold them over and line them up a certain way, and it reveals a constellation. That constellation should mark the location of Ahmet's tomb. Well, when it was basically destroyed, uh, as they're fighting their way out of here, and Mark fighting his Moon Knight, um, they gather up the scraps of these fragments of cloth, and they get out, go to the desert, and they're piecing it together. And they finally are able to form a constellation, and then Kanshu or Stephen actually says there's a problem. And this is when Mark had to call for Stephen to help get him to help to assemble it. Yeah. He's like, because he was pissed because he thinks that Stephen is going to keep the body. Yeah. And Stephen wants to keep the body. Oh, they both do, for being honest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But Stephen says there's a problem. When this was created, this was 2,000 years ago. We don't know what the, last, the night sky looked like 2,000 years ago. Stars and planets are always in motion. The sky looks different today. So we're not going to find it unless we can calculate where the position was then. Khonshu says, oh, I've got you, fam. <laughs> and he just, he says, Stephen, I'm going to need you to do what I do, and this is going to take a tremendous amount of power. And they basically uh, turn the night sky backwards 2,000 years, and it creates just streams of light from all the stars in the sky and the planets in the sky, and all these lights are moving in various wave patterns uh, to represent the orbits of uh, that they've been traveling over the past 2000 years and everybody's seeing it happen. They're just fascinated. And Harrow knows exactly what's going on. Yeah. But at the end of it, uh, Harrow is telling the gods, he's like, see, he wouldn't listen to you. He needs to be in prison. And they're like, yeah, you're right. They imprison Conchu and stone. Uh, and that's when Stephen falls unconscious. Conchu is in prison now, and the episode ends with Layla over Stephen's body trying to get him or Mark, either one, to come to. So my, my question right off the bat when it comes to that ending is, because I, I said this to my dad, I was like, well, Stephen was the one that was out at the moment that it happened. So will Mark still have his Moon Knight powers? Like, how will that work? Or do they just... That's the thing. I think I think they're both going to lose them because Khonshu is in prison. They're an avatar of Khonshu. They're a an extension of Khonshu's power. But if Khonshu's imprisoned, he can't extend his power to them. I think they are cut off 
Oh, because I was also thinking that there's the possibility that, yeah, it's an extension of Kanchu, but um, there could be the possibility that when Kanchu gave Mark a sliver of his power, he got he gets to keep that power unless Kanchu takes it back. And that by just just cu cutting off Kanchu, Kanchu knew that was going to happen. But still, like, was just like, it, it won't matter because he'll still have the, my power. That's a possibility because, you know, Harrow does have a sliver of Ahmet's power. Yeah. So. But, yeah, uh, fun episode. Uh, the guy that played uh, Anton Mogart, that was... Uh, that was... Uh, what was his name? That was the French guy that got killed in the skiing accident earlier this year. Oh. Gaspard, Gaspard Uliel. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I saw, the, I saw the tribute to him at the end of the episode. Yeah. Very small tribute. I was like, that seems tiny, but whatever. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. I was wondering when his character was going to pop up. Yeah, I don't think he'll ever. I don't think he's going to show up in the show anyway. Like again. No, I think that was it. You know, yeah. maybe a flashback episode, but I would say it'd be. I wouldn't see a point for it because this show moves forward at a breakneck pace. Yeah. Like yeah, it feels like every episode is a fucking film. Like it just it is just going. Um. But yeah, I I uh, the most fascinating part about this show is how the Egyptians got Egyptian gods work in the MCU versus let's say the Norse gods. Mm -hmm. I know that in the comics, like the Roman gods exist, the, the Greek gods exist and numerous, like the Mayan gods exist. Um, and they all function differently. Shit. There's even a comic where like they contact Jesus like the Christianity God yeah. exists. Like it's a whole thing, but um, uh, seeing how that functions in this, in, in the MCU has been one of the cooler things about this show. And I'm glad we got a big chunk of that, this episode. Um, another aspect that has, that just, I cannot get enough of is the DID stuff. Um, how that's functioning, how that's working. We're now getting a third personality, a third identity. I've been watching, so I've been following a few people that actually have real DID in real life on TikTok. Oh, wow. And um, one of the big things about how they switch is disassociation. So if you're ever talking to somebody with DID and they just kind of blankly stare and they come back and they're a little bit more jolly or they're, they feel like a different person, that's straight up DID. Um, now, not everybody obviously is like, I disassociate all the time, but I've never come back as a different person. Um, DID, if you know a little bit about DID, it's, it's usually, it, it, it manifests because of trauma, some, some strong, dark trauma in a person's life. Mm -hmm. and uh um i mean it could be violent trauma it could be sexual trauma there's a number of things it could it could be so uh and a person that has more than like 
one personality it's like the trauma is deep rooted um and for uh for this show to full on have a moment that they did that correctly i think was so cool like when oh um, absolutely like uh uh, because i thought like oh they're just going to do that with like the 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 moments like we saw in the first episode where uh you know mark is mark is coming through and um it would like Steven's eyes roll in the back of his head. And then he comes back to like, I thought that's how they were going to do it, but they, they show it happening like correctly when Mark full on gives control to Steven for that one bit. And you see him straight up disassociate. And I was like, that, that was fucking rad. That was genuinely really cool to see. Cause I, you and I have been over this proper representation is important. And oh, people absolutely. who, people who want representation, they don't want the show to just be like the, to announce that their thing, they, they just want to be seen. They just want to be recognized as a, as a person, valid individual. Yeah. And, uh, to do that in, in a proper way is so fucking important. And, and, when I see that done in a proper way, I'm, I'm fucking happy for those people. Like I'm, I'm, I'm stoked that, you know, that Moon Knight is basically giving DID people like, Hey, you're cool too. You're valid too. And your other identities are also cool and valid too. So that's just, I mean, absolutely. But that's, that's whatever. That's that's my thoughts on it. Um, well, I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and give it an A. I think I don't know if I said that. I don't I don't remember if you said you, you didn't. Were. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't yet. But go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say I give it an A, and then go to your, and then I was gonna pass it to you. That's what I was. Gonna oh. Say. Yeah. yeah, I also give it an A. I think it's a really really well done show. I'm really enjoying it a lot. I can't wait. You know, I, I wake up about six a.m. on Wednesdays. Uh, which is our normal recording day, but yesterday I had things going on. You had things going on. So we're recording late on Thursday afternoon right now. Yeah. Uh, but I get up at six o'clock in the morning and watch Moon Knight, you know, when it comes out. And oh, really, my dad, uh, uh, real quick, my dad is so into this fucking show that um, whenever we have a Marvel show, I'm the one that has to remind him it's Tuesday night. Then we, we're going to watch it at midnight. He texts me Tuesday night because I had forgot that's awesome so yeah that should tell you a lot about how good this show is anyway go ahead sorry i just want to throw that out there oh no no i i just you know i, I love it's well crafted well written uh well acted holy shit oscar hasek uh switching it on and off into different completely different modes uh different personalities different accents uh yeah. you know ethan hawk's just fucking stellar and I love, you know, Conchu, you know, the voice voiced by F. Murray Abraham. I've always loved that old bastard. <laughs> Do it. Break his windpipe. Yeah. It's like one of my favorite lines. <laughs> but I'm enjoying the show a lot and I'm excited to see what happens. And can't wait until next uh next episode. But yeah. yeah. Two solid entries yet again this week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Legitimately. It's been like there's these both these shows have been 
fucking keeping us in. So well done. Um, well, uh, if that's all, I think that's what we're going to, we're going to do it this week. They're going to call it, um, next week, obviously is episode four of halo and man moon Knight. I mean, duh. Uh, one other thing I do want to bring up is that, um, it's my either, birthday. Yes. It's uh, our birthday. Next week will be our birthdays. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, yours is Sunday. Mine's Sunday and yours is what? Wednesday the actual recording day. Oh god, let me look. Nope, yours is the twentieth, right? The twenty-first. Oh. oh, yours is the day before Misty's. Okay. Yeah, it's just a week of birthdays for both us. Yeah, and then, you. Then my daughter's is in two weeks, so. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because hers is April, but it's or is it May? Is it early May? Madison's May seventh. Okay, 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 okay. I knew it was close to your guys' birthdays. Yeah. But um, Mount and Misty's are on the 17th and the 22nd. I'm actually five days older than her. Next Wednesday is actually going to be really rough for this house. But that's. Yes, it is. I understand. I thought of that. I thought about that yesterday, actually. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, we'll get through it. I'll do something. I'll, I'll have to do something. We'll, we'll do something. Like, like not going to lie. Like, if we record Wednesday morning. I'll see you later <laughs> after we were done. Um, well, the point I wanted to get at, the reason I was bringing up next week as a whole, is that um, what episode number is this one, Maya? This is 198. Next week's 199. So hopefully next week I'll have the summer movie wager ready to go. As soon as this fucking website uploads its goddamn information, I will have it ready to go. I'll put it out there on our social medias so that way everyone can get involved if you want to. If you don't remember how the summer movie wager works because we haven't done it in two fucking years. Thanks, Corona. Um, or COVID, I should say. Uh, um uh basically we you you choose every single movie that comes out between the beginning of may and the ending of august um and you choose your top 10 top gross domestically domestically being the u.s inside inside the u.s so if you listen to this in canada or something like that keep in mind it's u.s numbers only um and uh at the end at the beginning of september we run down a score essentially being like 10 points if you're dead on in your top 10 uh, seven points if you're one away, five points if you're two away, three points if it's on your list, and one point for every Dark Horse. Dark Horses are like three movies you think might make the top ten, but you weren't confident enough to put them in your top ten. Uh, we'll go over the rules again when it's time, but yeah, I fucking yeah. love doing the summer movie wager, and since theaters are opening back up across the country, <clears throat> I want to do it again. So, And for the record, I won the last time we had it. Greg still hasn't cashed in on his bet. You haven't sent. I haven't. I haven't made him do so yet. So it's like it's not my fault. No, we just let it go by the wayside. But we're going to do it, and we'll have to film it and upload it to the channel. Yeah, of course, because ugh. Um, but yeah, so that's That'd be bad. And then uh, you and I are going to have to get together on what we want to do for our two hundredth. Which is yeah, absolutely. Two week weeks. After two weeks you know episode 200 what are we going to do i know i was thinking you know i want to do a giveaway for a shirt but i want to do something beyond that i mean we've done shirt giveaways before the reason i mention this is because we'll probably to uh episode next week's episode in 200 or the week 
whenever we do the summer movie wager, like both those episodes are going to be long. Just so oh, absolutely. Everyone's on board. Absolutely. Like a solid two hours of a podcast. But, you know, we're celebrating some shit over here. Um, both Maya and I have been through a lot since we started this podcast. And uh, our lives are a little bit different than they were when we started. And we've had a lot of curveballs. So and we'll go over that in our 200s, too, I'm sure, because it's a lot. Oh, yeah. But anyway, so let's wrap this puppy up and put a little bow on it. Um, make sure you follow all the socials down below. Uh, we'll keep you updated if we add anything to watch. Um, that's also like, of course, well, you'll see the some movie wager information so you can join us in that. Um, and keep in mind, if you do decide to join the summer movie wager, you just have to submit it before the first movie of the summer movies comes out. That's all. That's the, literally the only rule. Yeah. We'll post it on our social medias as well as talk about it on here, how to send it in. Uh, we had a lot of entries the last time. Yeah. Yeah. We did we had a lot of friends just kind of have fun with it and it's, it's, it's a good time. Like it's like, there's so much stuff you have to keep in mind. Uh, and and because of COVID, like, and because the, the the COVID's still around, the pandemic is still still kind of here. It's just not as intense as it was. All of that has to be put into consideration. So, that being said, uh, make sure you check out our Teespring store. We had a little mishap uh, the past uh, uh, yesterday. I think it was right. Yeah. Um. Go but, get a uh, go get a mug. Go get a shirt wonderful things yeah we have uh i need to get a coffee mug i want to get a pint glass yeah we got pint glasses we got steel tumblers uh there's shirts hoodies tank tops uh stickers there's all kinds of stuff go take a yeah. look check it out i made a post today uh if you use this, the code aqu15 at checkout you get 15 percent off your total order entire order so i mean that pretty much knocks off shipping so think of it as free shipping if you use that code there you go uh but yeah uh go check it out every dime that we make in the teespring store just gets reimbursed and refunded back into the upkeep and maintenance of the show um yep you know we don't see any we don't see any dollars from this you know we, we probably not, i was like we probably won't be making money off this podcast until we're able to actually get proper sponsors like when you hear us in the middle of two reviews, stop and go, "Hey, go check out this website with the with a, like a, a a service product or something like that." Then that's the only time that we'll actually get paid. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to get to that point. That'd be awesome, but it would be cool. But that's not why we do it. Exactly, it's not why we do it. <laughs> it just be uh, a perk. Yeah. Uh, go watch uh, the live today's episode. Um, the live. Uh, Video the recording, the video, yeah, I'm back on I have, What I have week. written down is to watch the live video of today's podcast is what I should have said. Uh, head on over to the YouTube channel. Uh, the link is below. Uh, also, if you're looking for more podcasts to listen to on your commute or you're cleaning the house or something like that, head on over to the Nirvana Network. It's plenty of wonderful shows with terrific friends doing all sorts of topics, usually nerd related. But uh, that link is also below. Uh, that's it from my notes. Maya, where can folks find you? You can find me on Facebook under my name, Maya Dawn Fisher. It's a public profile. Also has my Twitter and Instagram profiles linked to it. So if you want to follow me on either of those things, just find me on Facebook and follow me from there. If you want to catch me on other shows, you can catch me on a show on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel called Figabangin. 
that airs every other Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, no new episode this week. And there won't be a new episode next week because Ace is out of town on business uh, for his job. But I'll let you know when we're back with a new episode. You go and check out past episodes. It's a fun little show. Action figure review show mainly focuses on Transformers. Most recent one, we <laughs> looked at Fans Toys Skull Cruncher. Uh, so, yeah. A lot of fun. Uh, that's everywhere you can find me. What about you, Greg? Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on all uh, as Chubb Rock Geek on all socials. Um, I do video game talks with my buddy Anthony on occasion over at Mission Start Podcast or Mission Start Tubes on YouTube. Uh, you can also check out my solar reviews um, on our YouTube channel. I'll be doing um, my review of uh, everything, everywhere, all at once, and uh, human resources very soon here. Probably actually record them when we're done doing this. Um, you can check those out. Check those out as well. Uh, that's it for my notes on my end. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening again. Keep an eye, keep an eye out for the movie, summer movie, summer movie wager. Uh, check out episode four of, uh, Halo and Moon Knight. And, uh, yeah, and we'll see you next week. Take care, everybody.